You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Everyone, Sammy. Clap hands. Let's go. We'll be seated. It's a quite amazing, as I said before, to be here. And today, I have not much to do or to speak. But I want to address issues um, we're going to have some small small issues to address today um, are you ready somebody are you ready we have some small small issues to address and one of the things I want you to understand is um, Christianity is not Christianity I praise God for a great uh, man of God, the pastor, and mom, you're wonderful people, and I will tell you why. The first thing that I want to say is, you know, when I came here, uh, all these days I've been here, I have seen so much love, blessed love, and takes one person. is in charge to impart the spirit of love to everyone. I can tell you, there's so much love. They're loving people. And it's wonderful and fantastic. And you people who under this covering, you are so much blessed. Hallelujah. And I'd like to say this to everyone. Can you have your Bible in your hands? If you can. Some of you, your Bibles have to be updated. <laughs> One time I was in the church and I was about to preach and I had my iPad and I had put the whole notes in, in, in my Bible, in my iPad, and I'm like, okay. So I take the Bible, and everyone is waiting for me to teach them. And I got my Bible like this. It says, Bible needs update. <laughs> I'm like, is it, has another story happened in the Bible? And I, my Bible doesn't have it. And <laughs> so from that time, I prefer to have this, you know. Thank you. I just want to encourage you tonight and um, have some, some declarations and prophetic declaration session where I want to declare things in your lives and they'll come to pass. Oh, yes. Praise God. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. The Bible says something that is very important and I want you to, 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 to listen very well. The Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast and immovable always abounding in the wake of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want to first of all encourage everyone who 
is part and parcel of his family. The Bible says, for your labor in the Lord is not in, in vain. And I want to give you a secret. If you know that you work for God and you, you, you gave yourself, dedicated your life to Jesus and, and saving God, I want to give you a secret how you can move forward and you can become great in serving God in all aspects of your life. I want to first of all share my small testimony. My small testimony is when I started serving God, it wasn't easy. You know, and some of you who you hate my testimony, I was born in a family of um, eight. I got four brothers and one sister. And I was born in a Muslim family. And nobody told me who, who Jesus Christ was until I was 10. And Jesus appeared to me in a vision. I may call it a vision, but it was actually a physical encounter that I had when I was 10. And from that moment until today, I have known nothing apart from Christ. And when I was serving God, I have a long-term friend here, Daniel. Um, he knows part of my background, you know, and he was um, very, he, he lives here in the U.S. now, but he was very, very fundamental, very, very, very important in my life when I just began the ministry, not church, but just serving God. And one of the things I, I will tell you is it, it looks so simple, the things you're doing in the church. But trust me, before I went into active ministry, I was in a, in a particular church and I was serving there. I used to do um, cleaning at the church. Every day I would go to the church to clean. And I'll go to the church to clean. I'll go to the church to clean. Make sure the church is clean and put everything in order. Put the chairs in order. And I'm not a singer. But I love to be in the choir. I have a terrible voice. But I just love to be in the choir. You know, I just love to be in the choir. I refused just to be staying. You know, it's, it's not important to be in the church and just to be sitting down. And you come and don't know who cleaned the chairs. You don't know who bought them. You don't know who put that thing in there. You don't know who put that thing in there. All you do is just to come and sit down and say hallelujah. And oh, praise God. Yahweh, we pray. You don't know even who cleaned the church. You know, be part and parcel. Be part and parcel. I'm speaking to you because I know what, what this means, you know. And we are having other people who are watching us right now. And Take this message too. It's very important that you must become an instrument in the church. You must become an instrument in the church. And one time when I was serving, you know, when I was at the church and doing all these things, and I went home and I was sleeping, 
I had my first dream, my first spiritual dream. I don't normally dream. I normally see visions. But my first spiritual dream, which I had, I, I was dreaming like there were a lot of people, but I only myself, I was on top of a tree. And this tree kept on growing, kept on growing. And I couldn't understand. You know, I'm in a tree, and there were many people down. And I was singing them down like this. So it kept on going, and I was going, and I was screaming, and I was so afraid. But there was somebody who shouted and said, do not be afraid. God is exhorting you for the cleaning you have been cleaning in the church. <laughs> you know, everyone who, who, who is participating, doing the work of the ministry here, I'd like to encourage you, do not stop. Do not stop. If you are not doing anything, you better start doing anything. It's very important. The Bible says your labor in the Lord is not in vain. There is a reward. And, and I know there is a reward in heaven. But some scripture says you should have print on this earth and even in the, in the kingdom to come. It's very important for you to be doing something in the church and to be doing something. However, tonight, I'd like to declare some things in your lives and plant some things in your lives. It won't have more time, but the little time you're going to have with me, trust me, something's going to change. That amen is so suspicious. That amen is um, so suspicious. I want a louder amen. amen. Oh, yes. That's a hungry generation now. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are not in the generation that um, we just stand at church and say, the pastor's preaching. And like, oh, yes. God bless the diseases. Amen. <laughs> we have people in the church who actually, they reach a level way, you know, they're so spiritual, you know, and they're so scared of the devil. One time I was in this church where the pastor was praying, and the pastor's prayer was like, it was a fasting. So we went in the church, it wasn't on the service. So we went in the church, so we're interceding. And this pastor's from here in the U.S. And so this pastor, he was praying in the U.S. way. You know, there's the U.S. way of prayer. You know, there's the U.S. way of prayer. <laughs> and then there's a biblical way of prayer. And now, this, this guy, is, we are fasting. And I was fasting with him. And we go. And he says, do you want some coffee? I'm like, come on, we are fasting. He's like, come on, we are fasting chocolate. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, is this the way in America you, you do your fasting? You fast only chocolate? And this guy, <laughs> and this guy goes ahead and does his coffee and he puts his, uh, his cup here and we, and we are busy with praying. And he comes back, says, oh, God, you know, I give you glory and I give you worship. And he does coffee a little bit. He puts, oh, God, I feed you. I'm like, are you feeding God or you're feeding coffee? 
And I'm like, this guy, is he feeling, is he really feeling God or is he feeling coffee? Ah, oh my God. And he's, oh God, oh God. You know, I, I, you know, God loves you so much. Oh God, it takes coffee. Duh. Oh God, I feed you. Oh, praise. Hallelujah. I'm like, ah, this guy. You know, we have, no, not here, not in, in hungry generation. Yes, power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So it's wonderful to, to have everyone here once again. You know, I, I would like to share with you a few things, as I said, and I'd like to decrease a few things in your lives. Okay? So the first thing I'd like to 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 do is to encourage you and share with you about the prophetic declarations. It is very important in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. The Bible says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power? According to the working of his mighty power. Did you hear that? According to what? According to the working of his mighty power. And the word um, mighty power is kratos in Greek. Kratos. That's what we get, the word kinetic energy. It is very important for you to understand this. Okay, before I explain Ephesians. Ephesians. The Bible says, according to the working of his mighty power. Say mighty power. Say it again. Hallelujah. If you just study verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do extremely, or sorry, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. According to the what? According to the power that works in us. In the very in Ephesians 1, verse 19, it says, And what is the exceedingly uh, sorry. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And in Ephesians 3, verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Now, you see there are similarities uh, here. In, in, in verse 19 of chapter 1, he says, and what is the exceeding greatness? In Ephesians 3 verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Here is exceeding abundantly. Here is exceeding greatness. Now it says, according to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. I just want to share this. There is something that I want to share with you that you, you, 
once you get it, it will change your whole thinking. The Bible says, to him who is able to do according to the power that works in us. All right. And I want you to underline the word according to the power. All right. Now, so let's not look at the word power, but let's look at the word according. Which means, come, come here, just come. All right, just stand here. All right. Uh, oh, do you have a bouncer here? Where's David? All right. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Do you see these two, right? Do you see these two, right? What do you think here? She has power, right? She has power, right? And the definition of the word power means ability to cause changes. All right? Dynamic ability to cause changes. That's power. He has power, right? Oh, but okay. Are these two people, do you think their power is similar? No. Do you think the power she has and the power he has, do you think it's equal? No. Why? <laughs> this man, he works out. Do you understand? He works out. Well, this one I doubt. <laughs> spiritually is the same do, do you understand spiritually it's both power but it's different so the Bible says according to the power that works in us which means you may have the same power of God and the same power of God but there is a difference according to the power. Now, this is why you may pray for a particular situation and it may not change. And someone may pray for the same situation, it may change according to the power that works. Are you there? Are you there, right? Are you hearing? You're not even following at all. Are you following, right? Yes. All right. You just come here. Yes. Come here. All right. Do you have an usher here? All right. Stand here. All right. And face here. And you too, face here. Face here. Look here. All right. <laughs> you, you okay, come here. Just come here. All right. Greet her. Just say, how are you? Okay, take your time. <laughs> All right, move. You come and greet her as well. All right, take your time. Okay, move. All right, now, you see, when, when me, I greet her, the power of the Holy Spirit will touch her. Oh, no, no, you didn't even hear this.
she'll feel the power. Just watch this. How are you? Look at that. Did you see that? Look again. How are you? Did you see that? According, according to the what? Now, this man, as you can see, as powerful as he is, she was not falling down. She can greet her several times. Greet her. All right. She's not falling down. But watch this. According to so he has this man uh, physical energy. And this one. <laughs> so both they have <laughs> you see, both they have the power, but you know what, what's the difference? I, I told him when we were about to come here, I, I said, Where are the showers? And it, I said, I, I want to go to, to the bathroom. And he didn't know what I want to do. No matter how fast the trip may be, wherever I'm going, I will say, where are the bathrooms? And they'll think I'm in the bathroom, but I'm praying. Before I came here. And that's the difference. So like, where are the bathrooms? And I'll go there and I'll lock the door. Now pray. The Bible says he who speaks in tongues and in Jesus. Carol, see any machine and tipados. He who speaks in tongues. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 14, it says, He who speaks in a non-tongues edifies himself. To edify means to build. It's to work out. It's spiritual working out. The more you speak in tongues, the more you work out in the spirit. Oh, you didn't even hear this, somebody. So in Jude verse 21 it says praying in the spirit praying in the Holy Ghost building yourself in the most holy faith how? by praying in the Holy Ghost building yourself to build so it's like you build yourself you speak in time you pray in the Holy Ghost are you hearing me somebody you're not even hearing it's a spiritual working out it is a, so we have people who work on every day. They're busy. Like, so the more you work out, the more you see the strength coming in the muscles. The same way in the spirit. People with so much energy, they work out so much. I was in a fasting. I just finished, I think, uh, two months ago. I was in a fasting for three solid months, day and night, not eating anything. I haven't even... Going back to my normal weight. I'm still getting into my normal weight. For five times, I almost died. For five, I could, I could, oh, don't do this at home. Eh? <laughs> don't try this at school or at home. I could, some, every morning, you know, when I'm waking up, I could feel like I don't have legs, I don't have hands. You know, they had to pick me up. My wife had to put, to, to put me nicely. And have to wait for some time, and my body has to respond, and then I wake up. 
when I'm preaching in church, I have to sit down several times. I have to sit down when I'm preaching. I, I, I wasn't praying for money. I have the money. I wasn't praying to get a house. I have so many houses. I wasn't praying for a car. I have 12 cars. And I wasn't praying for a jet. I've got three private jets. But what was I praying for? Waking out. The spirit, the spirit, waking. Oh, building myself. The Bible says, my prayer is that your inner man to be strengthened with might. That's Apostle Paul. He says, my prayer is for your inner man to be strengthened with might. According to the power that works in us. So we have, all right, just sit down for a moment. It's what I mean. We have too much power. And I was saying this, the Bible said for those who believed him, for those who received him, we are given power. The word power means the ability to cause change. It's dunamis. Dunamis. Dunamis, which comes from the dynamo, dynamite. All right. And in King James Version, it says for those who who received him were given authority. The word authority comes from a Greek word, exousia. Say exousia. Exousia means exercising or having the right to rule or exercising the power given. No matter how powerful that man may be or no matter how giant you may be and you are driving in the biggest truck, Come here again. Oh, sorry. Just come here. <laughs> when she stands as a traffic officer on the road, no matter how powerful you may be, no matter how powerful your track may be, but the moment she does this, what's going to happen? It doesn't matter how powerful you are. And the Bible says for those who received him, we are given authority. No matter how powerful the disease may be, the moment to raise up your hand. Oh, I feel like somebody. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? No matter how powerful a demon may be, by the moment a person of authority raises a hand and says, you spirit of struggling, I command you to stop. There is no way that spirit can continue operating because it knows you're a man of authority. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right here. I'm talking to somebody right here, right? I'm communicating with somebody right here. So the reason, the reason we have got people who they pray to stop things and things can stop is because they don't have the power. It's, you know, it's according to the power. You know, a traffic officer doesn't come on the road and say, hello, hello, everyone stop. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. The, the, the commander in chief has sent me to come here and stop you. If you don't stop, you're going you're, you're gonna to break the law. No, they don't do that. 
So you better be afraid to be arrested. If don't, if don't stop, you be, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You don't have, you don't have to. You say, you demon, stop, stop. God in heaven is watching. No. The authority has been invested inside of you. You have to stop that devil. You have to stop that spirit in your family. You have to stop that demon from operating in your brother, in your mother. You have to stop that spirit from operating in your finances. Oh, am I talking to somebody right? Now, watch this. So it's not just to say I'm a Christian. It's according to to the power. So, you may be a Christian, I may be a Christian. But my friend, we are different in the energy. Yes. I work out. <laughs> oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. I eat protein foods. Yes. People who work out, they eat all these protein foods and they work out every morning. They are busy working out and they look so huge. They look so huge. I was watching a video with him today where there was a bouncer sitting, standing outside. Um, it was like a pub or something. And he's standing there, huge bouncer. And two guys who are not even bouncers, they come then they begin to beat this guy. <laughs> and the guy's talking to them that I'm going to Gives you a nice blow. <laughs> Don't come cross to me. And they are busy trying to fight him. So he only gave one blow. Flat. <laughs> Another one, one blow. Flat. They were carried home. <laughs> That's the power of bouncers. The same way in the spirit. And I was, I was, I was looking at it. You know, um, in my free time, I like watching some funny videos and uh, You know, otherwise you're going to become, you, you can turn into, you can become, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, my mother one time she said, you must be watching other things, you know. I'm so afraid you are so much in the Bible, you may end up turning into a Bible yourself. <laughs> So from that time, from that time, I like going to well, watch some funny videos, you know. So it's, it's very important to understand who you are, you know, the spiritual stamina. You may be standing here, right? You may be standing here, and you may be, everyone may be praying. We all serve one God, but we are, we are different. We are different in the power. The Bible just says, according to the power. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? Spiritual stamina is most important. I was watching Trump, Donald Trump. He used to say, Hillary Clinton has no stamina. And I'm like, what does he mean to say he has no stamina? And we, I think you, you saw that speech. He likes saying it. She has no stamina. She has no stamina. And I, I didn't know what I was trying to say. Stamina. So he knew what he was doing. And he knew, he knew what he was talking about until on the elections day, it was really 
seen that it was him who had the stamina to become the president. So stamina determines how far you, you, you go. And stamina determines the things you can achieve. Do you understand? If the devil knows you don't have stamina, it's a big problem. If, if Donald Trump knew that no matter how this woman in front of she is and how powerful she is, that she has got no stamina. He, was, he knew already that he's going to defeat her because she has got no stamina. Now imagine the devil looks at you and says you have no stamina. Oh, you didn't even hear this one. So Donald Trump, he, 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 was so, he was so bored of becoming the president because she has no stamina. No matter how she, she may look like a public figure and she has got all this support, but she has got no stamina. No matter how you may come and speak in tongues and come and do all these things, but the devil says you have got no stamina. It's a losing game. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right here. Stamina is most important. And I just want to share with this to you because a, a church that is more powerful, it is a church with seven or eight people who have got a great spiritual stamina. Scientifically. Scientifically, right? Scientifically. Are, are you hearing me, somebody? And this is my son, and I'm, I'm much of the time with him. If you find me chatting with him, or, you know, I'm not like these prophets who they go like, oh, holy, everywhere, like holy, like pretending to be so righteous and holy and all these things. When you see me, you, you'll be seeing me laughing with him, chatting and talking, joking, and all that. But that does not mean that I am into jokes. I can turn right there. Several times we have had experiences, and he is here. One time I was in the car, and we were driving. And we had a head-on collusion, and I was with my brother and some few pastors. The time the car was having the head-on collusion, I was taken out by a cloud. And I was standing outside watching the accident happen. And I was the one removing them. You remember? I was the one. It was a terrible accident. Very terrible. Others, the other car, some of the people, their heads were cut off immediately. Terrible accident. One of our pastors died. Another pastor also died. And the one who died at the hospital, I wasn't there, but the other one who died when I was there, I prayed for him and he came back to life. And we had one time as well, I was attacked. People came with uh, panga knives. And, and I'm... Uh, I was just preaching on a small fellowship, and after preaching on a, a small fellowship, I was escorting one of my friends, uh, Prophet Hala, Justice. And I'm escorting him, and I'm just coming back, and these people just came from nowhere with the knives and all these things. And they started cutting me. 
but none of the knife could enter my body. That's it. That's who you are. That's who you are. Say, that's who I am. That's who I am. Say, I am, I'm not just a normal Christian. Say, I have the power of God living inside of me. Say, I'm dangerous. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm dangerous. Tell your neighbor, they didn't even hear you. Tell them you're so dangerous. Very, very. And I remember one time we had an earthquake, and we had an earthquake happening, and I was in in the bedroom, and I'm sleeping in the bedroom, and I'm completely gone, and I'm dreaming. And I'm seeing these two people coming, picking me from the bed, and they're all shining. Picking me from the bed, taking me out, and I thought I was dreaming. When I woke up, I was really outside, and people were screaming all house, and there was a huge earthquake. Angels came and took me out of the bedroom. Dropped me outside. Not because I'm a prophet. No, no, no. Not not because I'm a prophet. But the power. Moses was a prophet. But trust me, Moses was a prayer of man. Moses could go to the mountain for 40 days and finishes fasting and goes down and he finds Elon worshipping idols and he goes back for another 40 days. Seeking the face of God. Trust me, I want to encourage you to be hungry for God. The word hungry generation is not just a word. It's not just a word, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why I'm so much compelled to speak about this. That get it, hunger. Get that. Be ignited. Get into that spiritual realm of, of being hungry for God, being hungry for Him, and needing Him more and more. And it's a God, I want you even more. Take away more of me and give me more of you. So the things that you want to happen, they'll happen. But guess what? According to According to Iskos, kinetic energy. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? So be hungry for God. Just come and worship Him. You know, you know, there is nothing that attracts God's praises than worship. In heaven, God is not surrounded by people who are praying. He's surrounded by worshipers. Once you, you create the environment for him, for worship, oh, he mistakes. He mistakes you with heaven. He thinks you're part of heaven. He just comes and walks in, in your midst. Uh. Yeah. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. You have two children, for example. You have two children. And there's two children. One of the child comes to you all the times, Mom, I need this. Mom, I need this. Mom, I need this. And one child doesn't do that. All he does is say, Mom, thank you very much. 
for all the things you do to me. Mom, thank you very much. Among these two, if you want to give them something, who can you give first? Can you answer me? Who will you give first? Huh? The one who loves to appreciate you and thank you for, even if you give them little things, you'll be like, thank you so much, mom. Thank you. Another one will give you, be like, ah, mom, I need another one. <laughs> you take something, you give, immediately just receives, changes the gear. Now I need this. Exactly what some of you, you do. God gives you a breakthrough. You just, oh, it's money. It's a job. Father, now I'm praying for this. You know, to have a thankful heart is the most important thing. God wants you to open up your heart. Did you hear me? Yes. Worship brings, it makes the relationship, you and God, to be so strong. The Bible says in the book of um, Psalms 1 from verse 1, it says, uh, Blessed is a man who does not stand nor sit in the way of scorners nor dwells in the assembly of sinners. But his heart delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. For he shall be like a tree that is planted by the river. His leaves shall not wither. He shall produce fruit in its season. It's very important for you to understand. When you put your trust in God, and I know we have a lot of people here who are trusting God, but I want you to be different. I like to say this. If you're a Christian, be a Christian with a difference. Because there are many Christians out there. If you're a lawyer, be a lawyer with a difference. As long as you're a child of God, be a lawyer with a difference. Did you hear me? I'm in different businesses. But trust me, whatever I do, I do it with a difference. Because I am not just a normal business person. You are not just a normal business person. Or, no, 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 no. You must do your things with a difference. Because we operate with divine authority. And we live by different set of rules. The same thing as fire, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken in. They, when they were moved out, the king commanded that the people who took them in to be put in the same fire. And before they reached on the ground, they were all bent. But the same one, others went in and went out. Because we operate by different sets of rules. The same situation and the same problem others can face when you face it with Jesus. You will walk into the problem and walk out without being destroyed. Because we operate by different sets of rules. Are you hearing me somebody? Did you hear me somebody? Imagine the same fire Oh, you're here, right? The same fire. We have a man here in the Bible. 
Let, let me ask this direction. Let me see if they read the Bible. Who, who did the Bible say he should run away from the fire with his wife and his children? Lord. Good. You are really a hungry generation. <laughs> now, look, look at this. We are having a man here. God says there will be fire. You have to run away with your family. Take your wife with you. Take your children and run away. Lot. And the same fire, God tells Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he says, face it. Don't run away from it. Oh, you didn't even hear this one. Did you hear that? The same fire, God tells Lot, run away from it. And the same fire, God tells Shadrach, Meshach, and he says, face it. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So, you, you can see the difference of power here, right? If Lord is going to face this fire, he will die. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if they face the same fire, they won't die. The reason why God allows some problems to reach you because God knows those problems won't defeat you. The reason he makes other people not face those problems because he knows once they face them, they will finish. So he has so much trust in you. So you better walk out of that problem. Because God is trusting that you're going to walk out. Are you hearing me, somebody? God is trusting you and you and you and you and you and you and you that you're going to walk out. But here what happened. So the same situation that others are not allowed by God face, others are allowed to face it. Say so some of us. Some of us. We are allowed to face these things. Tell your neighbor, some of us who are allowed to face these things. According to the power <laughs> that works in us. Are you hearing me? So we are allowed, like really loud, where you go the whole month, no money in your pocket. Yeah, we are allowed to go through these things. Eventually, suddenly, the whole life just turns around. Who? Yeah. Did you hear me? So it's according to the power. And I want you to know that. Never forget my message. Even if you forget me, don't, it doesn't matter. But just remember the prophet, he told us that we must energize our inner man. We must energize our We must always pray. Remain prayerful. Remain prayerful. It is very important. If I can want, let me do something. If I can want, if I can want to say, I don't want to want this side to look in my eyes. No one can look at me. No one. If I can want, if I can just say now, let me release the spiritual energy. 
people just be falling down here and they'll be vibrating, like vibrating, like your whole body, like, like you're on a shock, like, like that. You'll be falling down and under the chair, and they'll be looking at you, where, where is she? Where? I'm telling you, according to what? In my church, I think some of you have ever seen some of the videos where I tell people to seek people. And I say the shadow. I think some of you have seen that? How many have seen that? How many? You have seen? Where I just walk like this and I say, put the sick people here. On wheelchairs and all that. And I say, look at my shadow. Just to come contact with my shadow, they walk out and they begin to walk. Watch. The same people, if another person is going to pray for the same person, the person is going to pray, oh, in the name of Jesus, I bind, I destroy, binding, loosing, <laughs> all kinds of prayer. Walk with the person who wants to walk. It's not about prayer. It's about the power. According to the power. So you saw here. The bouncer greeted her. Nothing happened. I come, I touch, just... She feels the power. She's falling down. Why? It is my message to you. That I want to speak to you. Remain prayerful. There are things you will move. Not because you're so much committed to God. But because you're so much dedicated to God. You see, every Christian has got a spiritual light. Every person I'm looking at you like this, I see light. And I know who's shining more than the other. Yes, the Bible says we are like stars shining in this pavis and a crooked generation. Everyone here is like a lamp. Even Jesus said it. Everyone has a light here. And I know that one, there's no, no light to conflict. That one, there's a light. Light, 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 light. Every Christian is a light, but we differ in shining. So the more you pray, the more you shine. The more you pray, the more you shine. You know, you reach a level where God puts so much trust on you. When he's looking at the whole United States of America, he says, I know that one. I know that one. The Bible says on the last day, people shall be like, oh God, I was your child. I used to go to hungry generation. He shall say, you fool. I don't know you. Which means there's a knowledge. You, you must make God know you. I hear people just saying, he knows my name. He doesn't know anyone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, he knows you exist. He knows you exist. He knows everyone. 
God, you know, he knows everyone on earth, but there are few who he, they are in his heart. And I want you to be that kind of a Christian. I'm saying this, and I praise God for this wonderful day. Because when I leave here, I told you already, there will be a revival that you have never seen in this city. All of you here, all of you here, you are failing to shake this small city. Oh my God. Tell your neighbor, nothing is going to happen like what is going to happen now. One thing, one thing I can tell you, I carry the anointing of revival. Wherever I stepped when I left, there were thousands and hundreds flocking to that place. And you're going to see. It shall become, it shall become, it shall become a sign that that man is a prophet of God. When I live here, you will see it. So you better do this. Don't go and just stay at home. Get this revival everywhere. Be the one who must carry the revival. Be the ambassador of the hungry generation. Don't just go at your workplace and just see them. No. If you love them, tell them about God and about what God is doing in your church. And invite them. Tell them God loves you. You know, don't be shy. It's quite amazing. I was in New York on the time of Halloween. And I was like, oh my God. They are not even shy to wear like something crazy, to put on something on their face like crazy, and they're moving in the streets like this. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't have somebody wearing a t-shirt here. I love my Jesus, and they move in the streets. I had a certain preacher from Africa. He said he came to America. And he said, when he came back to Africa, he said, ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus is coming, he will come first to America. <laughs> he, said, he said, he will come first to America, and he will first bend people there in America. There's just so much sin happening in America. You know Bonke, right? He came to Malawi. Malawi is where I was born. He came to Malawi. Well, he said, I will not preach. He said, everyone here is a born again. It's, it's not crazy like here. It's not crazy like, like here. Like why you just see drugs everywhere, drinking everywhere, and all these people's language. It's FF, all the language here, most of it is FF. And I'm wondering, what, what's this? You see, but you see, Christians are so relaxed. 
Christians. You're so cool, like, oh, hallelujah. You're, you're, come on. I, I don't mean you, right? Yeah. I don't mean you. You are different. <laughs> you know, I call myself a stubborn Christian. And, I, and trust me, and I tell people that I'm a spiritual terrorist. Wherever I go, I, I explode. Oh, are you hearing me, somebody? It's, listen to me. Christians, they are so relaxed in America to a level whereby they are, you know, adapting into the system of America. They're like, no, 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 here in America, we do things differently. And the Bible warns you against that. It says, do not be yoked to the patterns of this world, to the standards of... The, there's a scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, do not be transformed to the standards. To, you know, like, oh, this is how we do things. You know, you don't, you don't tell somebody. No, no, no. Come on. The Bible says, do not be. So, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the scripture says, do you know, uh, it says, do, do you know that you are the gods? In, in Psalms 86, if it's not 84, it says, do you know that you are, you are the gods? You are the sons of God. You are kings. You are meant to rule. Where you are, you must know that. They must do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Do not be the system of the world. You know, every country has got a system how it is governed. It may be a positive or a negative to a Christian life. And God warns us against such. Not because everyone is into this, you also want to be into that. Don't do that. Because everyone is not going to church, you also, I, I want to go to church, don't do that. You carry the fire. Amen. Did you hear me? Carry the fire. Let me tell something. This I have never told anyone, but I'll tell you. My first trip to America, I came here to cry to God. Because God spoke to me. He said, I didn't even come to preach. I didn't do anything. But I just, I was in a room for seven days to cry to God for America. God told me that he, there is no country that he loves most than America. And he told me that America is his pulpit. But he told me, he said, but most Christians have become lukewarm. And God showed me the revival that's going to happen in America. And that was the prophecy I gave him when he came. I said, God wants to restore the revival in America. And there will be a movement. And God showed him in a vision that he will be part of it.
Did you hear me? The clapping hands are some jealousy, but it's okay. It will need you to go and preach. You see, what, what I tell people is like, I am so young. But listen to me. I have led so many people to Christ. I am a hard worker, and I want you to do the same. I have seen so many young people here. So many. There's a reason why God has called you. He didn't call you for fun. You have a mission. Do you hear me? You have a mission. I was, I was so confused. I was even telling him uh, in New York, I said, it's quite amazing. When, when you, you, you look at celebrities in America like Beyonce. She goes on the TV, all right, and she says, you know, I have, the, I have a spirit that enters me by the name of Sasha. I know. She is so, she has no fear to witness about what she believes in. But we are having Christians who are afraid to tell someone in the same office to say, this Sunday, let's go for a hungry generation. Your life won't be the same one. One individual. But she's able to speak to the whole world on the TV. And she's speaking that she's half naked. You are dressed up afraid to speak to one person. What is this? We're going to start now. Tell number, we're going to start now. Did I hear that? We're going to start when? Now. It's quite amazing. Quite amazing. Eh? You know, most celebrities in America, oh my God. Oh, terrible. They are not even afraid. There's another, there's another celebrity, oh my God, the things he speaks. There's even another one who calls himself Jesus. Jesus or something. He calls himself Jesus or something. And, you know, the things they do, and they're not even, you know, and somebody even wrote a Bible called the Satanic Bible. And the Christian's just like, cool, hallelujah, oh yeah, you know, getting easy, oh, relax. It's turn about not anymore. I have something to do for God. Oh, come on. I am speaking this as a concerned prophet. I know you have got spiritual gifts which you're playing with. That's what God is taking them as giving other people in other nations. Because you are not willing to go. How many are willing to go? I want to see the hands. How many are saying, God sent me, here I am. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go and shake the nation? I want, I want in the near future when I'm coming here, and when I'll be asking, when I'll be asking, where is that woman I saw in the church? He should be telling me she's in India for outreach. Wow. Where is this person or oh, this person is in Jamaica for outreach? I can see that in the spirit coming to pass. Wow.
Where is Soso? Where is Soso? He should be saying he's in Haiti. He is going to donate 500 million to the victims. You must reach a level. You must reach a level. Myself, where I am, I fed the whole country. There was huge hunger in my country. Huge hunger. There was no food, nothing. I fed them with the food. All regions. For free. People are getting free food. No pay, nothing. Money from my pocket. The whole country. We need that. We need you to go out. We need you to go out and touch the needy. We have to have you going out and give the poor and give the orphans and give, you know, you must become God's an extension hand. Oh, I think I'm talking to wrong people. Let me go this direction. And God is saying, who shall I send? God is looking for somebody to send somebody. But listen, it will start with us. Now, let me give you this, and I'll be closing, and I'll be declaring some things. You know, the Bible says the kingdom of God is like unto the rich ruler. Did you hear that statement? The Bible says the kingdom of God is like what? A rich ruler. Even if you stop there, it's okay. At least the kingdom of God is not compared with a poor ruler. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> At least the kingdom of God is not compared with a poor ruler. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a rich. Who had a party? Now it continues. Who had a party? And sent his servant to compel all those who were rich to come and attend the party. But when they were invited, they all rejected. For they said they were busy. Then he said, go and invite all the poor in the streets. So that my house may be full. You didn't even hear this. Do you know, do you know that what it means? Who were invited first? Rich or the poor? The rich. Do you see this church, right? Do you see this church? This only will be the choir. Oh, all of you here, it will just be a choir. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. It will come to pass. I want to sign it somewhere. It will, let me sign it somewhere. You, you, you think I'm joking? Only, listen. The, there will be a choir of about 200 people, just a choir. Sit down. Oh. He wants to be. He, he, <laughs> Hear this. Hear this. I can tell you something. 
There is not that the people of America are difficult to God. They are not. Trust me. The key was not there. Since I'm here, I brought a prophetic key to unlock. Watch. Watch the space. You will even say, where are these people coming from? You're going to have a problem which I'm having now. I used to pray for many people to come to the church, but now I'm even praying for many people to live with the church. <laughs> I have nowhere to keep them. The government is on my case. They, they, they have removed my church from the category of the church. They have put it to the category of an event. Each time I'm meeting, each time I'm meeting, they say it's not a church, it's an event. So I must have the fire brigade, I must have the medical aid, I must have, it's the whole, I apply every Friday for Sunday. I have to go to the, to the and apply. I'm going to have this meeting and have to have the insurance. I have to, because this no longer a church. <laughs> Quality problems. We call them quality what? Not a problem of having a car, but a problem of where to park in my car. <laughs> Not a problem of money, but which bank to go and deposit. <laughs> quality problems. Not a man to marry, but which one to choose. Another one wants to marry you from uh, New York. Another one from California. Another one. And you, you come to the pastor and you say, Pastor, I'm confused. It's like all of them that wants to marry me and all of them that are saying they love me. Oh, pastor. And the pastor says, do you know there are some women that have got no one proposing them for marriage? I know, pastor, but it's a problem. <laughs> Call it a problem. But not, not a house to, to sleep in. But which one to sleep tonight? <laughs> So you have a problem. Should I go and sleep by the, my house by the beach? Or by the mountain? It's important. And I just want to encourage you, please. You need to take this prophecy seriously. There will be a great revival here. You have... You're going to have quality problem. I have a serious one, but it's a good one. It's a good problem. I have a problem of cup hugging. We, we have, oh my God. At one time I said, we will not pray using, because we have a lot of holes. A lot of holes. And I said, to, 
and a lot of overflows. I said, today we're going to pray on the open ground. An open ground of six football pitches combined together couldn't feed our people. Six. Like six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Could not, like 600 by 600 square meters, could not feed people. So I took the microphone, I was like, how many members of the church, everyone was like this? I'm like, oh my God. And I had a baptism, and I said, oh, tomorrow I'll be baptizing people. We had 14,000 people. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this crazy thing. <laughs> Baptizing 14,000? That's crazy. <laughs> and you know, this city is this Pretoria city. It's the most difficult city in terms of Christianity. So difficult city. Very difficult. And no one in that city has got 200 members. Church. No one. It's difficult. But listen, that's where we go. We have a different set of rules. You are sitting like this. You are sitting like this. Clap your hands like this. Time is coming. Where you'll be sitting outside watching on the screen. They want to be space. Write it down. Go come with us. I've told you, it will come to pass. Write it down. My coming here, I didn't come here for many people. I came here to unlock the door of revival. So, pastors, get ready. Put yourself together. Go into prayer than never before. And begin to pray and cry to God for revival. You will see the honor of the harvest. Just send the harvest to you. Once again, I'd like to, to pray. A prayer of declaration. A declaration is more powerful. But what, what I've, I've spoken, have you taken it? I want to do this prophecy in a video because I don't trust you people. You may forget <laughs> that I prophesied. I don't trust you. <laughs> Especially this side. I don't trust you. <laughs> you may forget when I become, do you remember the prophecy? Be like, uh, how many were there when I was prophesying? <laughs> Keep this prophecy. Listen, it will happen because now you know how to energize yourself. How to energize yourself. Are you hearing me, somebody? Very important. My leaders. My leaders, we are meeting on Saturday, and I was here. 
only leaders. We are 5,000. I've got 5,000 leaders. Only leaders, 5,000. And listen, and I, was, I wasn't in church, but they were meeting. And that's what it's supposed to be. Despite the presence of the leadership and the man of God, you must be able on your own to take this that it's your church. Love it. Don't, don't feel like, oh, it's their church. Be part of this church. It's your church. How many are hearing me? How many are hearing me? It's your church. Love this church. Pray for this church. The Bible says pray for Jerusalem. Pray for what? And, And God says those who shall pray for Jerusalem, they shall prosper. I'm telling you, it's very important to pray for your church. This is the new Jerusalem. The church is the new Jerusalem. Pray for your church. Love your church. Pray for your church. Are you hearing me, somebody? I don't know how to talk about it because this side, they don't seem like they're hearing you, especially at the back of it. Are we going to get the fire out? Will we take this fire everywhere and preach the gospel? Let's prove. Let us prove. Let's try this Sunday. Oh, did you hear that? Yes. I, want, I want to try this Sunday. I want everyone to bring two people here. Yes, now you're quiet, you see? Who can try? No, 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 no. No, no, no. I want, I want a, serious, a serious assignment. Who says, I'm going to bring two people here on Sunday? I want to say hands up. And for those of you who have given up already, what's that? <laughs> All right. How many will bring? And how many will not bring? And how many says none of the above? All right, so how many will bring? I want new people, not those who have been here before. Would you bring them too? Huh? Would you do that assignment? If Beyonce can go on public, half naked, and tell the whole world that it's by the power of Sasha. (laughs) That she's able to do the things she's able to do. You're also going to go out and speak to one person. It's by the power of God that you're able to be who you are. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? So, start that. Have an assignment with God and tell God, I'm promising you, I'll be doing this for you. Did you hear that? Yes. You know, one time, one time when I was uh, 15, when I was 15, when I was 15, I got so sick with my, I had a heart problem. And remember, I was called by God when I was 10. 
I had a heart problem. It troubled me. And I became so angry with the devil to a level whereby I, I made a covenant with God that before I die, I'll bring him at four million people. I said, I'm going to take at four million people from the kingdom of Satan for making me be sick. I'm going to take at four million out of his kingdom and I'll bring them to the kingdom of God. And I told you yesterday that we had how many people were watching? 45 million people were watching. We do go to 100 million people watching. You know, we have a huge number of people in Africa, Asia, America, who follow our ministry. And I'm so happy. I even said to God, even if you take me now, I will say I fought a good fight. I just came here to impart in you the knowledge that you should take the gospel of Jesus. Preach him. Don't be shy of him. Young girl, do you hear me? What have I said? Would you? Would you do that? Would you do that? Ah. She's asking me again. She just answered herself. Hallelujah. Will you do that? And you? And you? And you. I want you to go out. You know, I want you to go out. I want this church to shake the whole U.S. People will be flying. You saw what happened this weekend. And I know it's not the first time. I was, we had also some conferences uh, before where people came over. The, you know, it looks so simple, but you must be thinking. To say this ministry is able to attract great men of God. Men of God. Great men of God. You may not know how great these men of God are. Because maybe you don't follow them. Or you, but I'm talking about great men of God. Bring them here. Do you know what it means? And I was standing like this on the pulpit and I was looking at it. I'm like, do these people know? Do they know, understand that they are, there's a great man of God holding a microphone and he's talking to them? And, and I was on the pulpit like this yesterday and I'm looking at them like, do they know? Do you know? If I move, people who know my ministry, if I move in Africa like this, people in the street, they, they go on their knees, not for me, but for the anointing I carry. People, they cry. And I'm standing on the pulpit just like this. In, in, my, in South Africa, they don't want me to touch them. Just to say it is done. They don't even, they sit in overflows. Remember, we have got a TV, which they can watch at home live. But they just come and stay far away. A kilometer away in the overflow, like this, in the miracle tent. I receive, watching on the TV. It is done. They believe that small weight. And they come with the testimonies. And you, God, to love this ministry to that level where a great man like Apostle John Chi has been here. Major one is here. And 
this reminds me of the prophetic word to Bethlehem. You know, that's, when I was landing, God told me, he said, this city is like Bethlehem. That out of this Bethlehem, a king shall rise. Imagine this small city. But look what happens. People came from Canada. People came from California. People came from New York. People came, why? Because of this small church. Do you know why? This church has a prophetic destiny. So, I sat down and I was looking at you and I was like, do they know how lucky they are? Do, do you know how lucky you are? Do you know how like people, they just pray to say, if I can just see prophet, shepherd, major one. If you just look at him, that's it. That's what I want. People came here. I didn't even meet them one-on-one. They came from California. They came from, they just came. And they what? They left. From, all they wanted was just to see me. That's it. They came from different places. All they wanted was just to see me. Oh, he's there. Do you understand? And you have that opportunity to have that grace of hosting a such a great man of God. And he's standing in front of you like this. Your pastor must have a great relationship with God. For God to, for great men of God to, to allow to come here, there must be a secret, I'm telling you. There's a secret of God in this ministry. I'm telling you. Do you know? And this, I, I, I didn't really want to go with this in my heart, what I'm telling you now. For me to leave church of 80,000 people Friday, I wasn't in church. Sunday, I don't do that. Leaving the whole congregation, 80,000 people, to talk to 1,200 people, which is just the number of, the, the, the number of my protocol people, proto, my protocol, they're 2,000. My ashes. But what is that special? What is that special? There is a secret of God. And I want to tell you something. You better be part of it. In our days and time, to have a person who is able to know the secrets of someone and tell you your name, your address, your house number, your problem, there are few. There are few people with that grace and anointing where they can tell your name and everything just by looking at the screen. And they say, show me, Camilla, show me on the screen. And I mean, the prophets of the person, they are few. And those few, God takes them from wherever they are and brings them to this town. It's amazing grace. I don't normally visit people. Even if you're my son, I don't go to other churches. I don't. 
I don't. But with here, it's different. I want us to pray, and I want to declare things. And I'm saying this because I know the anointing which operates in my ministry. I know when I say something, when I say, when I say, I decree and I declare. This is going to happen. It will happen. Where have you come from? Where did you stay? St. John. Where is that? A couple states down. How do you know about the conference? Um, I watched several years ago with TV Joshua. I saw Brother Martin and uh, Hungry Generation. That was two years ago. And then your ministry, I watched on YouTube about a year and a half ago, a testimony of a girl that had a Japanese um, spirit or something, and you were pro prophesying to her and praying for her. Oh. I just want to say something. Um, your faith has saved you. I will tell you just now, okay? But I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I have spoken several things. I have spoken to you that you should not go grow weary. I have told you that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I read 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And I gave an example of the testimony that I used to clean in the church until one day I had a dream. When I was in the tree and the tree was growing up until I was so far. And God spoke to me that I have exhorted you for what you do in the church. Why are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. And I've encouraged you. And I also spoke to you about my testimony. And I've also spoken to you about the power. Let be powerful people. Be powerful people inside by praying in the Holy Ghost. Love prayer so much. Don't conform yourself to the standards of this world. Do not refuse to conform yourself to the patterns of this world. And I've encouraged you to go out and preach. Tell everyone about what God is doing in your church. What made a man on the poor bedside to be healed was not because he was supposed to be healed. There were many people there. But what made this man be healed is because of the testimony that he testified. He said to Jesus, he said, on this pool, every person who comes and dips himself in this water, he gets healed. And this man was testifying, yet he was there for 38 years. And he wasn't healed. But that didn't make him stop testifying of what you were seeing happening there. No matter what, whether you didn't receive any miracle in this church, but that must not stop you from testifying of what you see God doing in this ministry.
Keep on telling people what you're seeing in this ministry. That statement moved Jesus. That statement moved Jesus. And Jesus didn't even say, I'm going to help you to go in the water. He just said, rise up and walk. Jesus was moved that he is still testifying. Despite that he never got his miracle, but he still testified. It's very important that you should be the person to go out and witness and testify to people that in our church, God moves. It's so quite amazing that all this conference, you will see no one updating on his Facebook page neither on Twitter. But the people of the world, when Kanye West is performing, everybody's tweeting. Imagine Kanye West, Kanye West. You're going to go on Twitter, it's all over on Twitter. But us, the church, we see miracles happening. We see God doing great things. We don't even testify on our Twitter because we are afraid of the world. Yeah, the world is not afraid of us. Time has come for you to rise up and show the world that you are a child of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? So we're going to pray. I want you to pray tonight and tell God, God, use me as your instrument. I want you to pray to God. So God, use me in one way or another. If you want to use me here, I am. Take away more of me and give me more of you. I want to pray. And when we pray, our God, who is in heaven, he will hear us. God, use me. Pray. Just pray. Tell God, use me. Use me, Father. Thank you for speaking to me tonight. This message is for me. You are talking to me direct. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.